Episode 72, OpenAI is nothing without its people. Hey everybody, and welcome to the ChatGPT Report. I'm your host, Ryan, and I'm very excited to have you back on our normal scheduled uh, shows. Typically, I do shows on Thursdays, but I've been doing a lot of interviews recently, so I've been throwing those out there. On uh, a tr- I've been trying to do on Mondays and Wednesdays, but there's really no thought to the madness. I also want to say I apologize for some of the audio on it. I have been working on that. I have a Rodecaster Pro, but sometimes the audio has been a little rough to hear, so I appreciate you guys bearing with me on that end of uh, things. And please continue to give feedback. I did get a couple emails recently where people were saying, hey, sometimes the interviews weren't great on audio. I am working on it. Trust me. But I wanted to let you guys know about that. And I've got another interview on uh, Monday. So please tune in for that if you'd like to. But Today, we have a couple of big items on the docket, ranging from the OpenAI saga, we'll touch on that briefly, to Crea AI, Pika 1.0, and wrapping up with a tool that can code for you. As you can tell, I'm not learning to code because I'm assuming AI will figure it out all for me in the future. That's my hope, at least. So strap in and enjoy the ride. Let's get to it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So before we get into it, we always do a small tactic, and today's small tactic for using AI is more of a, quote, quick, go look at this AI tool because it looks awesome, end quote. I don't know if some of you have seen it, but basically what it is is an AI creative tool. It's a very general term, but we'll talk about it. Think about the tools a real-time painting. So let's step back. What the interface is, is on one side you create on the left side, like in a paint, right? And then on the right side, the image pops up in real time created by AI. And then underneath you can say something, you give it directive. Like for the example I'm going to use today is a futuristic skyscraper complex, Zaha Hadid architecture. I had to look up what Hadid architecture was, but it's pretty cool. Anyway, so you draw on the left and the image of that design is generated in real time on the right, like I just said. In the example, the person is literally in a paint style design and it, they're, they're just drawing basically a pencil mark, simple drawing lines on the page. And then there's this fantastic image being shown on the right. Now I've tweeted the live design on Twitter and X and it's not just painting, but you can copy images and have it redesigned it as well. It really is a crazy thing. And what I've seen happening in real time is what makes it even crazier and, and really cool. So again, today's small tactic is Crea AI. That's K-R-E-A space and AI. Uh, it really is an incredible tool for design. I mean, the demos and what people have been showing have been truly incredible. It, it, 
another one of those technologies that I wonder where we'll be in five months from now because we're only scratching the surface with that one. I, I think that's going to be a really big one coming down the line, though. So today's small tactic, like I said, Kriya AI. So today's main topic won't surprise you, but it's about the whole open AI craziness that happened over the uh, the week before Thanksgiving break. And if you remember, I put out an emergency podcast and basically read some tweets and takes online because I'm not going to sit there and tell you I know all the ins and outs of what's going on that early. I basically said, hey, Ryan, let's punt it to some other people on Twitter that know what's going on and, and just kind of read from there. But regardless, I thought I'd make a quick episode where I walk through the the entirety of what happened from Sam Altman getting fired to being rehired. And I'm going to do this in a quick basis, not touching on too, too much detail in each section, but I want to at least give you some ammo for future conversations or simply to say, you know, it gets brought up in conversation. Hey, I heard about that story. I'm actually aware of that as well. So again, I, I wouldn't consider there's any big takes or opinions, but we'll see. So let's start with what happened. Here's basically a summarized timeline of Sam Altman's firing from OpenAI and its aftermath. If you remember on November 16th, which was a Thursday, which nothing really big happened here, but this is part of it, is Ayas um, Sujetsever schedules a call with Altman for the next day, and then Mira Mariti is informed of Altman's impending firing, right? Then Friday was the big day. This was November 17th. Altman is fired as CEO of OpenAI, causing shock and leading to pretty much an all-hands meeting. Now, we know, but according to a report from Reuters, OpenAI's secret breakthrough called Q-Star, pronounced Q-Star, precipitated the ousting of Sam Altman ahead of Sam's firing. Researchers sent the board a letter warning of a new AI discovery that could threaten humanity. Now, that second part, the the Q-Star came out pretty late after, I'd say a week or two after he was fired. So he's fired on Friday. Twitter blew up. Brockman is demoted and informed Altman was fired. Now, in the middle of all this, Twitter was blowing up, and I felt like it was a Game of Thrones type of thing. I I really couldn't keep all the names straight, and my head was hurting at this point. Then you had the quotes from people tweeting, OpenAI's nothing without, which was the title, OpenAI's nothing without its people, right, from all the employees. And that's what got really interesting. You had a lot of people saying, hey, we're going to back Sam. This is a ridiculous decision, which it it really was. I, I had no idea... If you would have asked me on my bingo card what I ha- what would have happened, that was that wasn't even on the bingo card of AI, right? So then we get into Saturday, and everyone's pretty shell shocked at this point. Now Altman expresses gratitude for his time at OpenAI. Then OpenAI COO Brad Lightcap clarifies the decision wasn't due to malfeasance. Altman plans for a new venture, and investors push for his return. The board agrees in principle to resign, but they miss an important deadline, right? Then Brockman, along with three senior researchers. Uh, resigns. That was pretty big. Then Sunday, Altman is expected to meet at OpenAI's HQ for a potential reinstatement, as well as negotiations between the board and Altman start to face some obstacles. I, I, I don't really know the details on that. You can look that up as well uh, to go on further. Then, that was just the weekend. Then we get into Monday, which was November 20th, which was a short weekend, or which was a short week because it was Thanksgiving week, and it didn't surprise me how fast X and Twitter blew up because I wonder how many people took that entire week off. I'm just, you know, you sitting around uh, looking at the news because it was big news. And then of all days, right, this one got me the most because this one kind of lost me the most because so much happened on this day. 
Now, Altman at this point joins Microsoft from the guidance of Satya Nadala, the head of Microsoft. And I have to add this. It was a genius move, a genius business move. Uh, a lot, and because he offered uh, him, Altman, and Brockman, and other OpenAI colleagues to come work for Microsoft. And this was big because on the backs of that move, they were offering the former OpenAI individuals the opportunity to join as well, like I just mentioned. I didn't mean to repeat that, but sorry about that. Anyway, so we were seeing OpenAI employees threaten to leave for Microsoft, and then people were worried about OpenAI potentially shuttering in their value because all the employees are going to leave, leaving the valuation, the valuation of OpenAI. AI in jeopardy. And it was pretty big. I think there were over 700 people that signed a letter and, op- and Microsoft basically said, hey, we'll give you the same the same payment, same bonuses, all that stuff that OpenAI gave you to come over here. So that was wild at that time because then it's like, well, who really cares about OpenAI because Sam and his team are just going to develop you know, large language models over there. So then... Uh, we get Sutskever expresses regret, and em- this is a second point to it. Sutskever expresses regret and employees threaten resignation, which I mentioned earlier. Then, uh, a, a real weird stitch here OpenAI considers a merger with Anthropic, but faces rejection. And this is a weird part to the story because apparently there was an article from an OpenAI board of directors um, that was approached Dario, the co founder and CEO of, of um, Anthropic, about a potential merger of the two companies earlier and said a person, this was said from a person with direct knowledge. And the approach came after OpenAI's board had fired Sam on Friday and was part of an effort by OpenAI to persuade um, our friend over here. Dario, they were to persuade Dario to replace Altman as CEO. I would have never caught that. There was some also back end stuff where someone had like a report where they kind of dogged OpenAI and praised Anthropic to try and pull its valuation down so they could merge with Anthropic. That was just, uh, there were whole articles just written on this thing. I still didn't quite understand the whole guise to it, but. That was a really weird one coming out. There was Anthropic. I really didn't, I wasn't expecting to see their name in it at all. But that, then that happened. Then we get to Tuesday. This is where Altman and OpenAI agree in principle for his return as CEO with a new board. And then the tensions over board decisions are highlighted and negotiations continue on that day. And then finally, Wednesday, Altman's return as OpenAI CEO is confirmed, ending the Game of Thrones show better than the actual final season. And I have to admit, too, it was it, it was really kind of perfect timing because it ended and no one had to worry about anything over Thanksgiving. So, you know, if you're talking about timelines, it was kind of perfect. Now, today, which is the day I'm recording this, was November 29th, and a tweet went out from OpenAI, and they had said, probably just about an hour ago, actually, and it says, Sam Altman is back as CEO, Maria as CTO, and Greg Brockman as president, and OpenAI has a new initial board. And here is the kicker. And AI for Success on Twitter mentioned this. I'll tweet, I'll uh, link him on Twitter and LinkedIn. But he said, Microsoft is joining OpenAI's board with Sam Altman, officially back as CEO. Microsoft will join the board as a non-voting observer. And this is the real news, as AI for Success says there. And he's not wrong. I, I really think the real winner here is Microsoft in all this because now they have a, quote, non-voting observer, so they kind of get to move uh, things. It, they don't get to vote, but uh, there, there's some heavies in the room, let's just say. Now, overall takeaway was, uh, it, and again, you, you, you can tell me if I'm wrong here or not. I, I'm open to feedback. But overall, I didn't realize how 
OpenAI was that fragile. Again, the employees ran with Sam almost as a cult leader, and I used to work in tech, so I, I get the kind of, hey, our technology is the best, but I didn't realize that could happen so quickly. And what would have happened if they merged with Anthropic and all of OpenAI, their employees ran to Microsoft? What would have been their repercussions? I I, I don't know, but it, it it's crazy that a company like OpenAI, where they were so strong, they had such a strong back end on the technology just outed their their C, their CEO just like that. Now, it's over for the time period, but what effect did this have on the company in general or the reputation? Did it hurt it? Did it make the company look stronger because of the togetherness with the employees? I don't know. It could be one of the two. My thought on it is I think it hurt it, but it, it could just be a blip in their system for the time being, a, a point I really don't know what to make there. Now, finally, something I read that I wanted to highlight to end this out is this is coming from wired but it's definitely relevant and it goes something like this i i rewrote this the upheaval at open ai involving sam altman's removal and subsequent return has highlighted significant governance governance weaknesses within the company and altman's altman's removal of the board followed by a staff protest and his reinstatement revealed tensions between the company's for-profit goals and its non-profit mission focused on ai's responsible development open ai's non-profit now, the real shuffling, the reshuffling of the board to include tech figures and the exclusion of certain effective altruism uh, proponents reflects the ongoing debate on AI governance. And I want to touch on that word. They talk about effective altruism. If you remember that word, Sam Bankman, who was the big guy with uh, who stole that money in the crypto world, he was a big effective altruism. I'm not a big fan of that. I, I don't understand the let's make money to give money. I think human nature is is kind of against that, and it's just a it's hot air in my opinion, but you can write and tell me differently anyway. And there, and that, 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 that's a Ryan take. You're welcome. And concerns persisting regarding the board's inability to effectively oversee opening eyes, rapid growth and its role in regulating powerful AI technology. The incident has broader implications for AI regulation globally, particularly in the context of EU's European union's AI act negotiations highlighting the need for stronger public oversight and regulation rather than relying solely on self-regulation by AI companies. And Altman's return signifies a potential shift in open AI's alignment with Microsoft and other tech giants, emphasizing a more profit-oriented direction in AI development. And they makes, it, the article makes a very good point. You know, how how is an own company self regulating itself? How does that work? It, it it really doesn't work that well. I'm not saying to get governments involved, but it, if there's for profit on the line, you're not really going to regulate yourself that well. And with Microsoft kind of pull, holding the leash now, I I wonder what happens from here. You know, where do we go from here? A new AI tool called a new AI tool called Screenshot to Code went super viral this week. Um, essentially, it allows you to upload any screenshot of a website and lets you watch the AI build the entire code. The quote Screenshot to Code project on GitHub is a nifty tool that takes screenshots and magically turns them into real code. It uses some fancy AI tech like uh, GPT-4 Vision and Dolly three to generate code snippets or replicate entire web pages from screenshots. The recent updates include getting output. 
code in React, Bootstrap, or Tailwind CSS, improving the AI's ability to edit and replicate code and supporting dark light code editor themes as well. It comes with a detailed guide on how to set it up locally with React, Vite, and front-end and fast API backend or the via Docker. Now, this tool is pretty perfect for experimenting with AI generating code and creating pretty cool websites with just a screenshot. And the demos on it look amazing. Again, I talk about it all the time. Don't trust the demos. You got to get dig into it yourself. But, I mean, the guy took a screenshot of YouTube and just a YouTube page and had it write the code for it. Now I'm scared. I, I, I'm scared. Pika 1.0. So Pika Labs has unveiled Pika 1.0, a groundbreaking AI video generation tool aiming to de uh, demo. Jeez, I can't read today. Aiming to de. For those listening this deep, excuse this one. Aiming to de. de it is late at night too. Democratize video production. Democratize, my goodness. Democratize video production. Uh, in just six months since its inception, Pika emerges from beta, offering various styles of video generation like 3D animation, anime cartoons, and cinematic formats, with half a million users already on board. Now, Pika 1.0 introduces features such as text-to-video, image-to-video, and video-to-video conversations. Its access accessibility on Discord and the web marks a significant shift, supported by a substantial $55 million in funding from Lightspeed Venture Partners and other industry leaders. Now, the tool's potential impact on the nft market has garnered some attention praised by figures like alex ohania and foreseen ai's role in redefining or foreseen ai's role in redefined video creation now pika's entry into the market follows suit with other tech giants like adobe meta stability ai you got runway ml there highlighting the intensity competition and ai driven video technologies now i have not checked it out uh this is a full disclaimer i've really not checked it i've really just taken a look at a video too but i promise i will get to it sooner than later it's one of those things where we're getting so many of these things it's really hard to keep track of and you're seeing the real winners kind of rise to the top here and, and take over so something we'll have to look into again that was pika pika labs with pico one Point oh. So please take a look at that, and I will tweet about that as well. And like I said, if you've made it this far and you heard my uh, disgusting English, please forgive me for that one. Thank you guys for giving me a listen. Rate and review and subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a new episode every week on Thursday, as well as bonus episodes, hopefully on Mondays and Wednesdays, which should be interviews. You can check out the website, which will only be live till the end of December, thechatgptreport.com where you can support me financially. Now, you can follow on LinkedIn and Twitter at ChatGPTReport, and please send an email, thechatgptreport at gmail.com for any questions, concerns, or if you have a CEO or a founder that would like to interview, please let me know. I'd be happy to interview them. I do interviews 10 to 20 minutes, so I keep them nice and tight. Guys, hope you have a great rest of your week, great rest of your weekend, and I hope you did not stuff yourself too much over Thanksgiving. Take care, team.